Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Aya. Welcome to another episode of Probably True. This week I'm joined by Ray, a listener who got in touch because he wanted to talk about his, I want to say unusual, kink, fetish, sexy time enhancement. In those three months, I revealed my darkest secret to him, which to his credit and to my excitement, I won't lie, he didn't find all that dark. If you'd like to chuck your two cents in, or if you'd like to be a guest and share a story of your own, join the Discord. The link is in the show notes. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I suppose the thing to know about me is that I'm extremely shy and private. Um, I barely have a social media presence, although I've tried to work on that, but I've also gone through phases of posting lots of things and then cutting stuff off and going back and forth between that. But I have been known to be very active on the apps, as are lots of people. I enjoy getting men all flushed and breathing heavily and um, lusting them up with a bit of dirty talk. And I suppose, yeah, the safety of sexting outweighs the awkward social interaction that often comes with actually meeting someone in person. And I suppose a lot of people would feel differently to that, but I do have a little bit of social anxiety, so I often bold up to a social meetup, and I think that it's often just a lot nicer to just chat to someone via text or over messenger or something and have a lot of a bit of sexting going on beforehand. It's probably because of that that it took about three months of sexting before I met the person who is my current partner of six years when he convinced me to eventually meet up with him. In those three months, I revealed my darkest secret to him, which to his credit and to my excitement, I won't lie, he didn't find all that dark. I met him at his flat one afternoon with the stipulation that I have dinner plans with another friend so I couldn't stay too long. There were no dinner plans. It was an excuse in case things went pear-shaped and I needed to leave. (laughs) We had a couple of drinks, enjoying the view from his balcony. And I'd seen some photos of him before then, and I was very glad to discover that he was a lot hotter in person and also a great conversationalist. And so these damn dinner plans became a liability. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to lie to him. So very reluctantly, I well, I didn't want him to know that I lied, is what I should say. That's, there's, a, there's a very big difference between yes. us. <laughs> so I didn't want him to know that I lied. So I very reluctantly told him that I needed to leave. He was like, okay, but I haven't done this for you yet. And he quickly went to retrieve a bag of balloons from one of his drawers and began blowing one up while smoking a cigarette. And I was, I just became transfixed and my heart started racing. And when he tied it off and then like quickly popped it with his cigarette, I couldn't help but stick my tongue down his throat, which 
thankfully he 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 wasn't too phased about he seemed to actually enjoy that <laughs> so my darker secret as you've caught on to it is that i get extremely turned on uh, when a man or betty at men pop balloons like and this might sound perverse but like each and every time i come which is often i'm fantasizing about or watching a hot man pop balloons but I, i'm just trying to put it into a little bit of context for you so i suppose the like particular beauty of a balloon is inseparable from its fragility. And um, for a number of people, most of whom choose to remain anonymous, and so a Google search of balloon fetish reveals a very secretive clandestine online world of lunars, which are people (laughs) with a fetish for balloons. So there's images of scantily clad women straddling large colorful balloons, sticking their nails or the heel of their stiletto into the latex, will forever change your perception of balloons and their purpose. So there's a whole world of people with a similar kink to mine. I discovered when I was fairly young, I have what I call my naughty Facebook, where I chat and connect with people from around the world, completely independent of my normal Facebook, because I want to keep those two lives separate. And yes, uh, lunars, they call us, not because we're loony, like my ex assumed, but rather <laughs> lunar for the word balloon. There are a number of sites from which I buy kink-specific porn. I mean, I know no one buys porn anymore, really. But um, if you want to see a stud in a room full of balloons, like take up a pin and naughtily pop them all, there's a cost to that, which I'm more than happy to cover, especially if it's a hot stud. <laughs> In fact, a student at the University of Columbia who moonlights as an escort revealed that a regular client of his pays him to pop balloons while she watches and masturbates. He told a student-run blog that it's not the strangest request he's ever gotten, but it's probably the easiest. As kinks go, it's one of the less equipment-intensive ones. There's, you don't need to spend hundreds of pounds on bodysuits or... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount of balloons that I have, uh, well, I do spend quite a bit of money on them, just in terms of quantity, not not in terms of quality. <laughs> Is there a difference, actually, as whether it's a big birthday balloon or just a standard balloon or the shape or the size or the loudness of the pop or any of those things? Do those matter? So um, it differs from person to person or lunar to lunar, I should say. Uh, so um, a lot of people that I've spoken to or that I, I'm in contact with have very particular things that they like so some might like uh, like sort of uh, kink specific balloons which are generally um, I know there's a company in Germany that makes like I mean Germans make everything especially especially in terms of <laughs> kinky stuff yeah that's where all the kinky stuff comes from. but yes so there's a um, there's a there's a balloon fetish company in in, in Germany and they make uh, like a whole range of, of differently shaped balloons and like ones that are a lot bigger and get a lot more taut and are often a lot more difficult to to to, to pop if you like sitting on them or, or whatever uh, you know it fights against it for teasing purposes it's like, yes oh, is it gonna, when's it gonna pop when's it gonna it kind yes. of dragging out that that moment Ooh, absolutely that sounds, i mean that's quite absolutely. sexy in itself yeah. <laughs> to me um, a lot of people have um a, a very particular ways that they like balloons being popped and and, and the kind of, of balloon so the majority of guys that i've spoken to like the idea of someone else like blowing it up until it pops and the excitement and the anticipation around that. And I think from my side, it, it's not that specific, really. I kind of just get excited by a guy at a bar just like popping it with his cigarette or like cleaning up after a party with a pin or something. It just like really 
turns me on for some reason. And so instigating those kind of situations, particularly when meeting up with someone on Grindr or, or, or something is a lot easier <laughs> than I think a lot of other guys find it. <laughs> I suppose before meeting my current partner, who we'll call Gregory, I was extremely self-conscious about this, this fetish. The boyfriend I had before Gregory was quite awkward about this part of my sexuality and I think on the apps, um, despite my otherwise sexy talk, most of the guys I chatted with were either too weirded out by it or were scared of popping balloons. And I didn't realize at that time that it was probably my intensity around the whole fetish thing, which might have been a turn-off for some, because it's kind of something that I want if I'm meeting up with someone. I am wholly attracted to men, and that's what I want, and I want to be... Uh, around a man and have gay sex and all of that but also if I'm meeting up with someone I do want the balloon kink involved with that it's a, it's a bit of a stipulation so I, I, I think that it was probably the intensity around um, insisting that that happen <laughs> May, uh, like put some people off there's I suppose the overriding memory I have is from, from young is like thinking men bursting balloons to be the most like macho and malicious of actions as a child I remember hating it like I wouldn't want to be in situations in where there were balloons and people um, like in the same situation I would want to hide from that or, or avoid those kind of situations as I grew my feelings changed and by high school I was leaving inflated balloons in classrooms and in communal areas in the hopes of seeing like some of the male teachers or some of the older male students pop them and like the most perfunctory of pops would give me like weeks of masturbation material <laughs> I grew older still and I discovered gay bars and um, I would like lock myself in, in the toilet cubicle, um, inflate a balloon or two and like, as nonchalantly as possible, I'd drop them among the bar's patrons and like make my way back to my table and stuff. And in those situations and in any other way they, in which there are attractive men and balloons in my periphery, I can't concentrate on anything else. Like I'd watch the balloons like fastidiously and I'd try to hide the focus of my attention so I don't get found out. And so I've perfected the sideways stare. <laughs> <laughs> when a guy like just like casually kicks one up and, and pops it with the tip of his cigarette, or if he notices a balloon had wafted under his chair and he stomps it, I would like, I would have to go to the bathroom to have a quick wank. <laughs> I would Wow. Be, no, it's an immediate turn on. I mean, my partner is uh, is very adept at, at knowing what <laughs> what I like and performing that. So you're out in public, and without you even realizing, you hear a balloon pop nearby or something that you hadn't realized was. Would that work too? Is the pop enough, or do you need to kind of see it and know that it's there so that you're in the right kind of space? Does it make a difference? I would definitely have to see it, and I would have to see that it was a man doing it. So as beguiling as I find them it's not balloons like themselves uh, or them being 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 destroyed like that that appeals to me but it's a man doing that yeah I mean I'm gay and men are essential to my fantasy and I'm wholly attracted to them so the idea of anyone other than a man doing it is it just doesn't do anything for me it's not particularly like repulsive or disgusted feeling or it, it, it's just neither here nor there but if a man pops it then I'm turned on <laughs> I'm not sure exactly when this king started. I mean, there wasn't a light bulb moment. But I guess when I was growing up for the longest time, I've always been terrified of balloons and them popping. And then for some reason, and coupled with my gay inclinations, um, seeing a man just cleaning up after a party became the hottest turn on for me. Just to 
give you a different perspective. A close friend of mine that I met over my naughty Facebook told me that one of his most fervent memories of boys his age teasing him by popping balloons close to him or around him as he ran away and cowered in a corner. So how this became sexualized, I mean, you can only speculate, but he now enjoys blowing up balloons until they burst while he's fucking or being fucked by another dude. And I think for a lot of lunars who like the idea of blowing up balloons until they burst or seeing someone of their desired gender doing that, I think that it's probably the sound of the breath that's both deliberate and rhythmic that's going into this orb that can be both comforting and terribly unsettling and I think you know as the balloon is the brink of bursting the anticipation is um, accompanied by feelings of danger and excitement and when it finally explodes I think the sound can be utterly overwhelming for them I think the balloon bursting is almost both deathly as well as orgasmic. So it has that uh, petite mode. My French is terrible, but <laughs> I think it's sort of linked to that almost in a, in a sense. Bursting balloons is more exciting than it is scary, which is not to say that it's not often quite scary. The stress response that, that comes with it can be, I mean, however banal or inchoate it might be, is tinged with excitement for, for a lot of people. For lunars, that stress response causes arousal, which is a little bit masochistic in terms of the being afraid of it as well as the arousing aspect of it. In that aspect, links it a little bit to BDSM, even though it's a bit of a more banal form of BDSM. <laughs> Sounds like a really fun form of BDSM. So in the lunar community, um, it feels so wanky to call it that, but <laughs> the fetish plays out differently for different people. So for the most part, lunars are turned on by seeing the person of their desired gender or genders um, popping balloons. And some people prefer seeing the person blow it up until it bursts or sitting on the balloons or stomping. And personally, I get most excited by a non-sexual setting, like cheekily bursting them at a bar or a party or cleaning up. That's the thing that I find most attractive. But obviously, there's it often plays out in different ways. <laughs> and I'm not averse to that. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I was kind of wondering if you were laid in bed having a, an intimate moment with your lover, whether having two or three balloons nearby to be teased with and then occasionally popped would rock your world or whether it part of it is the the lack of importance that other people put 
on it, if you know what I mean. I, I know exactly what you mean. I think that it's probably a mix of both. Um, personally, I'm most turned on by the lack of importance of it in the way that it plays out with, with my partner specifically. I mean, he obviously knows about it. Our house that we moved in together two years ago is constantly covered with <laughs> with um <laughs> balloons so the the, the 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 more he pops the more i blow up <laughs> and um <laughs> and so <laughs> our sexual um experiences or times like whether it's on the couch or whether it's in the bed or whether it's on the dining room table often involves him like picking up a few during or uh, during sex or before or after and having a you know a bit of a teasing with it and uh, so, so yes yeah, so so i've experienced it um in both a more sexual way and a more non-importance nonchalant way and i think that they both have their place <laughs> have you ever been clocked for it have people ever noticed that you're enjoying it or that you've put those balloons there or anything like that yes and <laughs> yes i have so there is um quite a front street around the corner from where we live with uh quite a number of bars one of them is a particularly gay bar though not exclusively and the owner there i i won't name him uh, him and i became quite quite close friends and um he would often be like but like where do all of these balloons come from and they like all around the place and stuff and end up like popping them and and whatever and and getting his waiters to pop them and then one evening I just sat with him and I told him look so this really turns me on and then he said oh my goodness that it's you <laughs> and, <laughs> and subsequent to that he's had many Friday and Saturday night evenings where he's decorated the whole place <laughs> full of balloons and, and then texted me and was like come over there's there's lots of balloons around I'll get people to pop them <laughs> and Aww. you can enjoy yourself and then I've and so I've sucked him off a few times <laughs> as as thanks you know you I have to be yeah I, I mean I'm assuming that you you thanked him because you wanted to not because you felt you had to not like it was some kind yes, of yes no 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 I was I was I was yeah. very happy to yes oh, okay good yes <laughs> that's very sweet of him to enable mm. that for you and, and make you feel yeah. that it's not such a big deal like you said like you keep it very separate from the public yeah. side of of yourself kink allies people who are happy to help you get your rocks off a lot of the people that I that I speak to over my naughty Facebook try to be as anonymous and vague about it as possible and feel quite self-conscious about possibly telling people like possible sexual partners or current sexual partners about it and so initiate situations for it to happen uh, without telling them. So like picking up a current sexual partner in their car and happening to have three balloons there and say, oh, you know, they went to a party last night and they just happened to be there or they're like making up excuses for some thing to be there and then suggesting that they pop it and then being really turned on by it and having really great sex but not actually being very upfront about the reason for that and I think one of the reasons that I became a lot more comfortable with it and uh, felt a lot more easier is because my current partner is very easy about it himself when I was chatting with him just on the apps and after meeting up with him I'd like let him know you know I'm very secretive about this and I don't want people to know and he was like it's just fucking balloons like who gives a shit <laughs> and 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 I think after that he made it very easy for me to come to terms with it and the way that I think that I now communicate with with other people and 
also telling my experiences to other lunars, they almost feel like, like oh, like I wish I could feel this amount of freedom, uh, you know, around it and just be as easy with it. We travel around the world lots and lots, and we love seeing different countries and different places and all of that. And he enjoys the whole teasing aspect of it. So, um, so blowing up some balloons as we're walking down like a particularly gay street and uh, brandishing it about and going to, to a bar and playing this tourist thing and getting men to pop them and saying it's a South African tradition. Or, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like just very, very fun with it and, and, and very easy with it. Where, where I think that for me, I've, because it's been such a turn on for such a long time and I've known to keep it hidden that I've, I'm always very aware of it and very self-conscious, but I think he's made it the opposite and he's made me very, uh, a lot more comfortable with it than I've, than I've ever have been. And I think that that's also one of the reasons I'm able to talk to you right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you do feel able to talk about it because for you it, it must feel like a much bigger deal than it does for me because yeah yeah absolutely how how sweet and loving is that like having someone who's not only going to be like yeah okay we can do this but is actually going to have some fun with it i think that one of the reasons that he is so easy around uh, or, or tries to heighten this aspect of my sexuality particularly is because the repercussions for him is very enjoyable. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, he has quite a lot of things that he's into. He's, he's very loving. He's very intimate. He's very caring. He also loves being fucked multiple times. And I think that he's seen how hard something like that makes me. And he thinks it's very, very easy to make it happen. And so he's like, yeah, sure, let, let me just like ask this guy to pop balloons and then you can be hard all through dinner and then we can go back to our airbnb and you can uh, fuck me six times um it's a symbiotic relationship (laughs) if one of his kinks was public sex it would be very easy to get you in the mood anywhere in the world just by kind of and then you just have to like do him against a tree somewhere or something and both of you would be ticking your boxes at the same time i love that that's hard yes yeah absolutely something like that hasn't really happened yet but he likes the idea of someone being turned on with him for for quite a while and walking around and it's like okay well can we just do it now and he's like no just hang on just just hold on i just want to have a look at the shop here and i just want to and I'm like, i really just want to go home and fuck right now or like <laughs> can i can i just have your cock in my mouth um <laughs> Uh, let's just go to this bathroom, and he's like, "No, no, just, just give me a few minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll go home." And, and so oh. I think that kind of teasing element is 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 probably something that he enjoys. Um, not so much the public element, but the fun drawing it out. Whereas mine is okay. I'm really horny now. I'm really excited. Let's just get this on. And I think he, he's like, "No, no." <laughs> um, about three weeks ago, we were in Istanbul. We were walking down one of the massive busy streets there, and there's lots of bars and clubs and stuff on the side. And it was fairly early, and so they were they were cleaning up after the night before, obviously. And this bunch of guys, I like, brought out these columns of red balloons and stuff, and they they put them on a dumpster. And then one of them lit a cigarette and started popping them. And my boyfriend was like, "Did you plan this?" 
(laughs) 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 And I'm like, no, but I just, I want to stand right here and watch this. He's like, yeah, sure, but um, we don't want to look too weird. So maybe we can go inside. And I'm like, no, I'm standing right here (laughs) and (laughs) and watching him burst all of these balloons. And um, yes, uh, uh, Gregory got fucked about seven times when we got home after that. (laughs) Wow. Does the guy popping the balloon matter too much? Like, if that was that waiter particularly hot, did it make you more sexually attracted to him, or were you just horny? Yes. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so it does. Okay. I mean, if it's someone that I'm not particularly attracted to, then it, it, it might heighten <laughs> their, their, their attraction um, a little bit. But um, if it's someone that I find uh, very attractive, then them doing that like gives me an instant boner and really wants me to. Um, yeah, I'd, 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 I, I mean, uh, so at, at, at particular bars at, at certain times, I've often like come in my pants just seeing um, like guys pop balloons without touching myself at all, just, just sitting, having my beer. And, and there's someone just over there and he's just like uh, uh, popped one and then like is bending over to get another one and then pops it. And then I'm just sitting there going like it with my mouth and I'd be going, oh my fuck. <laughs> and trying to be as inconspicuous as possible, but actually just coming <laughs> while sitting down. <laughs> and it's not something that happens very regularly. Also, as I'm getting older, it happens less frequently. <laughs> but I think it's um, it, it, it's also the the frequency with which the kink or the fetish is able to play out in my life at the moment, where things aren't very hidden, where um, the only people that I really don't want to know about it are my work colleagues and my family really but I don't really mind if anyone else knows about it or has any issues with it the way that I bring it up in conversation with different people with um, potential sex partners where my partner and I would have threesomes with them or anything like that I think that the frequency with which that happens has almost taken away from some of the instant sex responses of coming immediately not in a not in a bad way um <laughs> it's nice to be able to prolong that pleasure but there is yes. something quite sexy about the idea of of just not being able to contain yourself and just like like you say coming in your pants not even touching yourself but you're just like mm. Mm. Oh, yes. yeah mm. tingly <laughs> yeah so how did you start to find other lunars like how did you know that there would be a community and how did you find your community i'm not the youngest of people so when the so i i remember i remember the birth of the internet or you know in the 90s when things became popular and so it was something that i searched and there were probably about like two balloon fetish sites uh, gay balloon fetish sites specifically that were amazing but i was too young then to have a credit card and to pay for those videos so i just watched like the previews and wank over those sometimes that's enough i've found yes like, yeah definitely. oh here's a one minute <laughs> clip of a yeah. of a 25 minute video do you want to pay 12 dollars to no this will do no yeah just the one <laughs> I see what I need. good enough yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so after exploring those sites i did um quite a lot of research after that and i found out that it's been around for, for, for quite a while. And there is this lunar in, in the lunar community who's called Buster Balloon Guy. And he has started a sort of like postal service that was pre-internet where people were exchanging letters 
and were like exchanging like naughty ideas and naughty stories and stuff um, around the world. And, and it was all like via the, 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 the postal service. This was before my time and also something that I was very surprised to learn because I just assumed that it was like over the internet that things just exploded and, and people started connecting. But actually, it seems that a lot of the connections had happened prior to that. And um, things like Facebook and Instagram and have just made it a lot easier for people to send instant messages and request videos and share experiences and share histories and, and make a lot of sense of it. I think it must help when your kink is so not so much not so much niche but more that it's not going to get banned by sensors it's not like you're yes. uh, sticking like huge things up your bum or i mean maybe you are up to you no we're not talking about that today but uh that yeah or you're not like into anything that's going to be immediately banned by the sensors that must make it a lot easier because you can use kind of the public networks to find each other a bit Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. And are there dedicated places that you would go or is it mostly through the the kind of the same networks that that boring people would use? Well, number one, I don't think anyone's boring, <laughs> but um Oh, I know some I, very boring people. Oh, do well you? done okay. you for only having interesting friends. Good for you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, um, I, I generally tend to use Facebook and Instagram to to connect with with uh, um, with people, but there are quite a number of um, lunar specific porn sites that um, that just cater to either gay lunars or straight lunars or people into a variety of different genders and all of that. But it's specifically models or porn stars that are around balloons and popping balloons in the way that people want. And yeah, I mean, there's probably, if I off the top of my head, about four different ones of those where you can buy videos for fairly, fairly cheap, like around $5 or so, and it, it does its job. <laughs> Have you been to any meetups? Are there conferences where, where lunars from around the world all come together to make a mess in their pants at the same time kind of thing? Or would that just descend into a massive orgy, do you think? I think that idea would most likely descend into a massive orgy, um, which Hello, sounds fantastic. what a shame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I do know of um, a particular lunars who have arranged meetups. I have arranged meetups with um, uh, with uh, lunars from my own country. In There's one based in Cape Town who I've met up with a few times, and we've just met up on a purely platonic basis, exchanged uh, some gifts and went out for a few drinks and had a nice chat, and that's all good. And I've met up with some lunars around the world, and it generally doesn't turn into an orgy as much as it just turns out into a conversation of, oh my God, it's so nice to meet someone who actually has the same thing. And let's just chat about this and let's just try and make sense of it. And there is someone other than myself. And <laughs> That's a proper kind of community rather than just finding people to shag. Or yes. Yeah. So would balloon animals do it for you as well? If someone took one of those big, long uh, sausage balloons and turned it into something, would that would you watching them do that have any kind of effect or is it that it's not being popped that you doesn't really work? One of the very funny things was um, Halloween last year. We were at a bar around the corner, one of the bars, um, Hell's Kitchen, and there was um, this hottie, um, blonde hair, probably around 28 years old, like sitting down. Oh yeah, I know him. Blowing yeah. up his... Carry on. 
<laughs> blowing up his um his long balloons with a with a pump tying them off and hand and like making little balloon animals and handing them out to people it was probably around midnight and like and handing them out to people like all around and encouraging them to fight with it and stuff and paul was like he's probably a lunar and i was like no man he's, he's just <laughs> um, and then paul was like yeah yeah i think he is let's go and get two swords come on and then and then, and then we went to him and then we asked him uh so can you make us two balloon swords and he was like yeah sure and he he made it and he turned it in and then he handed he handed one to me and one to paul and then we started sword fighting and then and then paul took both our swords and just like tore them apart and that guy was like oh my goodness <laughs> and, <laughs> Got ya. there's different balloons or different circumstances that turn other people on in different ways i regret to this day not like actually going up to him and say oh like can we have a quick chat because i also find something very similar very um, very arousing but at that time i was just a bit awkward and a little bit weird and a little bit too drunk and I was like no actually I don't want to meet anyone now <laughs> um, and oh. I regret that I should have just went up to him well if he's listening right now he can get in touch that's the perfect way to make sure that you're enjoying your fetish is to get other people involved without them realizing <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the most ethical way of it but my previous partner that I've, I've spoken with um, around this, where he wasn't very um, comfortable with the whole situation and didn't really like the idea of balloons being involved in the sexual setting and didn't like the fact that it became a turn on. And so it wasn't something that we really explored too much. But then also us like going to bars and stuff, the only way that I could get my rocks off was to um, blow balloons in the bathroom and get guys to pop them in a bar or whatever, um, and then go home and fuck him. I sort of brought up the idea of, you know, trying to make sense of the ethics around that is that, you know, if someone doesn't know that they're turning on, but you sort of coercing them to do that, how does the ethics around that work? Even though it's it's something that might seem quite banal to a lot of people and they're doing it out of their own volition, but not knowing what the repercussions of that are. And I suppose I haven't been able to answer that for myself only because I'm also very involved in it and it's something that I quite enjoy but I don't actually know how I feel about that I do think it is a, a bit of a gray area yeah it's an interesting ethical question in that you're enjoying it they are unaware that you're enjoying it and often people will pop balloons just because that's what people like to do if they knew would it change their behavior and if not do they need to know it yeah it's very interesting exactly because obviously like the feeling would be that the best way to be would be to make sure that everyone involved is aware that what they're doing is uh has a sexual connotation for someone but at the same time say when you were in istanbul if you'd kind of gone over the road and gone excuse me i'm really into this could i just watch you pop all these balloons they're gonna go what yeah (laughs) yeah Whereas you just standing there and watching, I suppose it's. There were a lot of people around, so I hope I didn't stand out too much. But um, it was also the first night that we arrived and I kept walking past that bar, hoping to see something similar. <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> like every morning, just popping by to see if they've got more. Balloons to pop. I love it. Oh. What advice would you have for someone who found themselves in a similar situation let's say not necessarily looning exactly but they have a kink that they 
enjoy, but they are very nervous or they don't know how to share it with people who they want to share it with? It's something that you need to think about in terms of the way that it affects someone else. I think that that for me, that's something that I always need to consider in terms of how kinks play out and the honesty around that and also the the effect that it has on on another person um, and not hurting someone else either psychologically or physically um, without their consent. And I think that once that boundary has been established, then I think you just need to find or speak to the right person. It's, it's a lot more difficult than it seems, but to speak to um, a confidant that you feel might be a lot more uh, more accepting than judgmental or a friend. It doesn't have to be someone sexual. It doesn't have to be some someone that you have any interest in or anything like that. But I think just allowing your innermost thoughts to be heard, even if it is a therapist or someone like that, um, makes a world of difference for anything that that anyone likes in particular, there is going to be someone else around the world that likes something similar. It's a big world and there's billions of people. And so in all likelihood, you're going to find someone online and it's a very easy space to Google stuff and to find someone that you can, that has something similar to you and you can connect with and you can talk to and make sense of it for yourself with them. And it's nice to find that community as well. There's no need to feel like you're alone and you're weird and you're wrong with yeah. uh, stuff like this because, it's, like you say, ultimately you're not hurting anyone. There's no, yeah. there's nothing wrong or bad about this. It's mm. just part yeah. of what makes people people. And that's great. Yeah. If anyone does want to get in touch with me particularly, they can contact me on my naughty Facebook. I'm happy to have chats there. <laughs> my name is S.A. Popper on Facebook. And yeah, I'm happy for them to send messages and we can chat and figure things out if they need to. That was Probably True, the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. And if you do join the Discord, you can join us on a Sunday evening for a hangout and a chat. We do a meetup every Sunday, 8pm UK time. I did the first one this week and it was really fun. We talked about why you shouldn't drink when you're on Viagra, tacky furniture, spicy Italians, accidentally inventing a robot penis, and all sorts of other weird and filthy shit. Between those times there's always memes, there's chats, there's random bits of slutty gossip from my life and anyone else who cares to share. The link's in the show notes. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.